Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Well, thing, and he said, it's not so much, you know, I can't think, I've searched and searched my life, and I can't think of anything in the way of act of sin of commission. But the Bible said, him that knoweth to do right and doeth it not is sin. And he said, you see, there's sins of omission. And, you know, I'm a businessman, own my own business, made good money all these years. Now, I have supported the church with my tithes and offering, but I could have given so much more to missions, and I could have prayed so much more, so much more I could have done that I haven't done. You see, now the devil's using that to, to block his healing. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, Healing, How to Receive It and How to Keep It by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's message. Now God didn't show that to me just so I could go tell it. I didn't tell anybody. God didn't show that to me, so I could go blab it. You go to blab it, and he'll quit showing you things. He wants me to help them. You know, God wants to recover people that sinned. The Bible said, if any among you be overtaken in a fault, well, really, correct translation is sin. I'll prove it to you, even from the King James. I'm reading the King James. Quote me. Ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering yourself, lest ye also be tempted. Notice the word tempted there. So it couldn't be a fault. You know, we all have faults. Some are fast, some are slow. We all have faults, don't we? Huh? You know? But now this can't be a fault that he's talking about. Because you're not tempted to faults. He said those that were to restore him consider themselves. Remember the scripture said that? Lest ye also be tempted. So actually what it literally says, if any among you among whom among the saints, Paul's writing to the church, be overtaken in sin, ye which are spiritual restore such a one. I remember that used to bother me. I read that scripture and it used to bother me to no end. I was a member of a full gospel group and, and if any of our preachers, anybody was overtaken in a sin, stood trying to restore him, they went and told everybody, you know, and broadcasted on him, you know, and took his license to preach away from him, turned him out, and then said, prove yourself, we might take you back in. Well, how in the world is going to prove? Well, yeah, you got no place to preach. They've told everybody about it. He missed it. And it just bothered me to no end why we didn't do what the scripture said do. And I remember I kept praying, asking the Lord, Lord, you know, and the Lord said to me, did you ever notice that, what that scripture said? Well, yeah, I said, I know what it said. I read it. That's what it said. Is any among you uh, overtaken in a sin, you which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. Considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Yeah, that's what it said. He said, read it again. I read it to him two or three times. Still didn't catch what he's getting to. Why don't we do that? He said, did you ever notice that he said, ye which are spiritual, restore him? I said, yeah. He said, well, if you had any spiritual people among you, they would do it. There we were, a whole full gospel denomination, no spiritual people among us. That's the truth. Don't shout me down now just because I'm preaching good. Not a spiritual person among us. Oh, dear Lord, I felt so bad about it then. I saw it and it's in there, isn't it? You still here or you left me? Well, now, wait a minute here. Let's go on reading here from the fifth chapter of John. There's something the Lord wants me to get to here. Now, notice that it says, they, they, they asked him, What man is that which said unto thee, Take up thy bed and walk? And he that was healed wist not. Well, that is, he didn't know who it was. For Jesus had conveyed himself away, a multitude being in that place. You see, he just ministered to the one, because that's the only one the Spirit said minister to. 
Now then notice that 14th verse. Afterwards, Jesus findeth him, that's the man that's healed, in the temple. And said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole. Thank God he was. But you know, that's not all Jesus said to him. Now listen to it. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto thee. The Lord wanted me to emphasize that today. Sin, I don't know why. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto thee. Now what's he saying? Stop analyzing it. He means by, by sinning wrongdoing, you're going to open the door to the devil. Amen. Are you listening? Yeah, I know we don't like to hear this part, but that, that all goes with teaching on divine healing. Doesn't it? He said, do the works of Jesus. He's going to do the works of Jesus. Well, it wasn't just the works of Jesus that healed the man. This is the works of Jesus talking to him too. Isn't, that, isn't, that, isn't it? Advising him, counseling him. Isn't that, isn't that the works of Jesus? Wasn't somebody else, was it? It's him, wasn't it? Thou art made whole. Now sin no more. See, God's not going to heal you just to keep on living in sin. Now don't misunderstand me. There's another side to the subject. And we need to clear both sides out and go down the middle of the road. We, we miss it very often, but it's not because we wanted to. Sometimes we just don't know any better. Are you listening to me now? But what he's talking to this man about, if you're going to, as I see it, if you're going to persist in sin and wrongdoing, a worse thing will come on you. I've seen a lot of times the same thing would come back on people. And sometimes a worse thing would come upon them. Now, like I said, that doesn't do away with the fact that we all have come short because of our human frailty. I missed it a lot of times, but I sure didn't want to. Isn't that right? And thank God if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Praise the Lord for that. But I believe personally that what he's talking about here is not necessarily just one wrongdoing, but if you, that what he's really saying is that if you're going to persist, if you're going to continue to sin and do wrong, don't do it lest a worse thing come on you. Can you understand that? That'll open the door. But I'll tell you, if we'll do what Paul said right to the church at Corinth as Christians and as a church, he said, if we'll judge ourselves, we'll not be judged. Right, yeah. Now, what does that mean? You judge yourself, that's wrong. I'm going to quit that and confess it and the Lord will forgive you. Then you won't be judged. Praise God. And then you've shut the door on the devil. Hallelujah. And you'll walk on with the Lord. Amen. Now, there's two sides here that we need to get balance on. Here was a businessman. I think he's 57, 56, 57 years old. And he kept wanting to talk to me. Now, he'd been to my healing line. I'd laid hands on him. I guess really every other outstanding healing evangelist in America administered to him, laid hands on him, you know, in days gone by. He's not healed. Well, there has to be a reason why, of course. He kept wanting to talk to me, and so I agreed to do so. And I went early to the pastor's study and met him there about 30 minutes before church and talked to him. And uh, as I talked to him, he said, well, Brother Egan, I'm just sure the Lord, you know, He's not going to heal me. I, I tell you, he said, I've been saved, baptized, told to go 36 years, you know, biggest part of his life. And, and I've just missed it and failed in so many ways. Well, I took him to the scripture, you know, the Bible said there in James 5, 14, 15, is any sick among them called for the elders of the church that they pray over him and on the whole name of the Lord to pray of faith to save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sin, it shall be forgiven him. And... Uh, well, yeah, he knew that was there all right, but I've just missed it in so many ways, and I, I wondered, you know, 
what all he'd done is wrong. So I said to him, I said, well, first I said to him, do you ever notice what Jesus said? In the 18th chapter of Matthew, when Peter said to him, you know, uh, how often should I forgive my brother if he sinned against me till seven times? Jesus said, not this seven, till seven times 70. That'd be 490 times. Then, he get, then Jesus went on to tell the story, you know, about the ruler that his servant owed him 10,000 talents, you know. And he forgave him. One of his fellow servants owed him, you know, 100 pence. He wouldn't forgive him. But Peter said, how often will I forgive my brother if he sinned against me? Till seven times? Jesus said, I say not until till seven times, but till seven times seventy. Now, if you put that in Matthew 18 together with what Jesus said in Luke on the same subject, that was all in one day. I said, well, what great sin have you committed anyway? How many banks have you robbed? How many people have you killed? How many lies have you told? Brother Hagin, he said, it's not so much, you know, I can't think, I've searched and searched my life, and I can't think of anything in a way of act of sin of commission but the Bible said, him that knoweth to do right and doeth it not is sin. And he said, you see, there's sins of omission. And, you know, I'm a businessman. I own my own business. Made good money all these years. And I have supported the church with my tithes and offering. But I could have given so much more to missions. And I could have prayed so much more. So much more I could have done that I haven't done. You see, now the devil's using that to, to block his healing. Well, I said, I want to ask you something. Did you, did you fail to pray like you should have 490 times in any one day? No. Well, I said, did you fail to give? In it 490 times in any one day. No. Well, he said, Brother, I don't think I missed it 490 times in all these 36 years. Well, I said, You got a margin to operate on then. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Prayed for him. Now he had a heart condition. The doctors had said to him, If you'll sell your business and stay on this medication, you know, and rest, and just lie around, you might live another two years. Now, if you just keep going like you are, you could fall dead any minute. He had to. I don't know whether maybe the kidney failure came because of the heart condition or vice versa. The heart condition developed from the kidney failure. There is a condition sometimes there. Uh, anyway, in this severe kidney condition. But you know the man was instantly healed. Completely healed. Hallelujah. Praise God. I was back in the city where he lived years afterwards. Now see that was when he's about 56, 56 I think he's 56 years old. And uh, I, I noticed that somebody asked somebody about him. Something anyway. Somebody told me at age 75, he did retire from active in the business. But now you see, because of the fact, you know, well, you know, the devil hammered him over the head, you know. Well, I missed it. You missed it. You know you missed it. No, if you make that right, you see. But yet I think there's another side of the story that Jesus is trying to get over to here when he said, go and sin no more lest the worst thing come on you. If people through a period of, over a period of long years are going to persist in wrongdoing and don't judge themselves, then they're going to have to be judged. You read that 11th chapter of 1 Corinthians real carefully, and that's what Paul said there. But when we are judged, we're chasing of the Lord, so we'll not be condemned with the world. My first experience along that line, I, this is, you know, we're all gross spiritually, and I'm sure there's more we'll see tomorrow than what we know today. But 1954, I didn't know near as much as I know now. Well, you know, that was 27 years ago. And so I went in to pray for a fellow. And I had a strange experience. I don't remember having an experience up till then. I've had some since then like that. But up till then, I never had an experience like that. And, and I couldn't pray for his healing. I couldn't say the word healing. I'd think it. I, I couldn't control my tongue. Something else would come out of my tongue, out of my mouth. I could pray blessing upon him, but I couldn't pray for his healing. I couldn't say the word healing. It wouldn't come out. Something else would come out of my mouth. And I never had such a strange experience in my mind, life. Did you ever try to say words? You couldn't say them. 
And so here I am praying, but here in my heart, I said, Lord, why can't I pray for that man's healing? Why can't I pray for his healing? You know, you promised us at least 70, 80 years or more. And he's only 66, be 67 his birthday. He hadn't even made 70 mark yet. And on the inside to me, the Lord said, I've been waiting on him for 36 years. He was born again 30 years ago. Now, see, I didn't know this. I checked up on it, found out I was right. I asked his son. Well, of course, you know the Lord's right, but I just like to confirm it. 36 years ago, when he was 30 years old, see, he's 66 and past now. He was born again. I've been waiting on him for 36 years to put away sin, live right. But he's never lived right over two weeks at a time in his life. Think about it. Think about the patience of the Lord, 36 years. Man, if it had been us after the first six months, we'd have swatted him. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month's special offer is the Healing Package, which includes the three CD series by Kenneth E. Hagan, Healing, How to Receive It and How to Keep It, plus the paperback book by Ken Hagan, The Healers in Your House. Both powerful resources are just $19.95. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. In July 22nd through 28th, camp meeting coming up. So come on out, be with us at camp meeting. Want to watch Rama events anytime, anywhere? Then download the Rama app on your iPhone, iPad, or Android. Also, check us out on ROKU. Get details online at rama.org. Make plans to join us next week at this same time and station for more of the series by Kenneth E. Hagan. That's next week here on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.